G'day golfers. Ever found yourself redirecting blame and making excuses after having an absolute shocker on a golf course? I know that I have. Range was closed, I was a little cold, didn't warm up, I hit it in those three old divots. Then we have the podcast for you. We focus on how to fundamentally own your swing. Strike it pure and consistently shoot in the 70s. Be it if you're a weekend hack, retired and playing daily, a school phenom or a tour professional. We present and discuss facts and physics pertaining to golf, trying to keep our ego and opinion at bay. We dispel myths such as keep your head down, bend your knees, or my all-time favourite game improvement irons. So stop drinking that mythical Kool-Aid and have a sip of ours. I think you'll find it both inspiring and refreshing. I'm Scott Young, founder of Swing, PGA professional and ex-tour player. And together with physical therapist Dr. Sean Joyce, welcome to Pivot the Path. G'day golfers and welcome to Pivot the Path. Another week, SJ. How's your yeah. week been? Yeah, going good. It's uh, getting cold here this it's week. It's getting a little chilly. Wintertime is rolling around in New York. The wind, I feel like, is just going to be in our face now until knockdown May shots. next year. Yeah. Knockdown, knockdown, yeah, knockdown. exactly. Lots of that. Love it. So we'd love to talk to you about swing systems today. We're trying to create a narrative of introduce ourselves. And now we're going to get to the, the meat and potato. For example, wind's picking up. Let's how do we play a knockdown shot? We'll get to things like that. But looking back, we Sean and I had the had the good fortune. We're going to try and play every two weeks. Yeah. If hope we so. can. It'd be a dream. And we took out so the whole swing platform is hey, let's screen these guys, let's improve these guys and girls. And then let's get them on a golf course because ultimately this business is about getting That's people the point. Play, yeah. <laughs> playing better. We will own a golf course in years to come. Uh, so looking back, we've had a discussion last week about how we played and, and we worked on, uh, on your eyes alignment and yeah. eye dominance. Yeah, big lesson for me. That was, that was yeah, super fascinating, right? Yeah. Eye dominance, who would have thunk it? Yeah. So important. Yeah, it plays a big role in everything. But again, you don't know what's happening in the background. That's like this subconscious. So your body's doing a lot that you don't even realize half the time. Yeah, I, I find it funny in these golf courses, they spend literally millions on all these indoor platform, putting platforms that move. And hey, most people can't align a six-foot putt walking in perpendicular to the target because of their eyes. Surely yeah. it starts at their eyes. And there's yeah. platforms that are like 15 grand to improve a putting stroke. But if you're aiming 10 degrees right on a target line, I mean, you're going to come over the top with your putter all day long. So it yeah. starts with your eyes. Anyway, we digress. So if we use JB, uh, Jeff's a, a lovely uh, member in here. And so Sean's done an amazing job. What was Jeff's uh, discussion to us on the practice range? He basically said, I can't believe how well I'm moving type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think... How the, has he improved this individual? For him, and he's a, he's a great one for us because he's he's in shape, he's he's active, and he's he's motivated to put in the effort. This guy, so. The guy's about 40, JB? Yeah, yeah, some, somewhere around there. He's yeah. at uh, local finance, JP Morgan Chase, wonderful, wonderful organization who mm -hmm. support us extremely well. Yeah, yeah, and really good golfer. And uh, He plays off one or two. Yeah, and uh, strong guy. Uh so coming into the group training class, you know, first few days in here when we've got a mixed bag of people and different issues, I just throw a few challenges at them first few days and just Why see do do what's going on with them. I got to see how they move. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of how they do with stability-ish challenges, uh, strength challenges, a bunch of different things and where their mobility's at. 
and then from there, I kind of make some decisions on, okay, how do we tailor this to fit this group as opposed to just one person? But there's a lot of similarities with people, of course. So, uh, and seeing him, you know, big things are need a little bit more mobility, some more separation. Where was he, where was he lacking mobility specifically? So it's, it's hips and T-spine, okay. which again, last episode we we're talking about sitting at a desk all day and sure. in here, hip flexors are tight. That's, that's him to a T in a sense. And so getting some drills and things to to start moving the things that he needs to move more and moving less. He has a history of some lower back pain, uh, taking the stress off the lower back and using thoracic spine and hips to move all of a sudden. For me, I can see the improvements in how he's moving, but for him, it feels very different. Interesting. Yeah. And so since he can't see himself, he said, oh, okay, I feel like my shoulders are like pistons forward and back with the rotation, which everyone will have a different feel like in their golf swing too. Oh, wow. So he, so his thoracic spine, he actually can move it. He feels like his shoulders are actually moving forward and back, not in rotation. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so for him too, he didn't necessarily need to like go in and break down stiffness. It was just he needed to start using the right things to move. And then all of a sudden he can control his range of motion. So uh he just needed to kind of change movement patterns in a in a simple way so is that a neuromuscular brain thing or is that a uh well i guess it has to be because your brain's telling your arms what or your t-spine what to do but is it is it retraining the brain to go oh wow i actually do have those that leverage or that motion to move yeah so it's a bit at first start to move differently and see what that feels like so for him he created a kind of a feel about what it meant and how we could recreate it. And then it's just repetition and, and getting enough practice at using that new movement pattern where then when you're actually swinging a golf club, that's that's how you move. And so then looking at him play, what I noticed as JB, he certainly on 18 and 17, he hit these little right shots because he probably stopped turning. He fanned the face open. So, you know, last session and last episode, we talked about the predisposition. So JB... Certainly, as he got tired, he didn't turn in that backswing. And when you don't turn, the club face doesn't say square to the sternum and the face opens. And remember, golf is all about face less than path. You can yeah. swing it like Furyk, Trevino, Floyd, Matt Wolf. All those guys had amazing face to path or do have amazing face to path. So then JB started flaying that face open and then he just carved it straight right. Although he did get up and down on 18. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. good little, good little. Heck, that bunker, he was about two stories deep. Yeah, yeah. we needed a stepladder <laughs> to get him out. Yeah. Uh, so then you, you found an individual, you improved an, or you identified an individual, you improved. Now, putting you on the spot here, what are you going to do with him going forward that you think you might have seen on the golf course that might change your mind with him specifically? Uh, Anything? Maybe nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, just the big thing. And so he's in here three times a week in the mornings working out. And I've we're on week six of an eight week training session. Why do we do uh, eight weeks? Why do you think you that's... need enough time to make changes? But also, it's a it's a build through the eight weeks. So the first week will feel a bit easier in terms of like the actual weight that's being lifted, the complexity of the exercises. But it's get a few of the big movement patterns down really solid and then we start adding challenge whether that's a different plane of motion involved with it uh, a stability challenge or more weight something along those lines uh, so that you get the the big foundation of the right movements and do them properly and we spend a lot of time in making sure form is good and then from that you can build yeah i've never seen a group training where sean is literally like a general and he's he's tuck your tailbone arch you this do that you've you've made you a you're very good on making sure these these golfers have fantastic uh, technique. Yeah, and it's it's tricky. I mean, it's really subtle the difference between 
the right form and the right muscles working or the exact opposite. And sure. anyone who's gone through these will say, you know, I'm, I'm really picky, especially at first of getting things right. But it feels completely different. It looks like one degree change or one tiny little thing, but the result is going to be completely different. So it's, it's just important for it to be specific. And then once you start getting the hang of it, then that just becomes way more natural and you don't have to think about it as much. You can start throwing some more weight around. So what would you do with going. JB? What would you do with Jeff? So it just needs more separation really. So, yeah. and, and with him, a bit of it, like we said, it's just changing that movement pattern and then practicing moving that way. So would you, separation for all those golfers out there, as your hips, as your lead hip is rotating to the target, your thoracic spine is still moved away from the target in the backswing. So that separation. So what do you think this particular guy, JB, needs? Does he need strength or does he need mobility or is it a bit of both? Or I'd say a bit of both. And then the big thing is just that reciprocation of the torso going one direction, hips going the other. So... Even when you're walking like around the city here, which everyone in New York is walking many steps a day, you should be separating your torso and your hips. Uh, you can work on your golf swing, just walk into so work. the Dustin Johnson gunslinger <laughs> DJ, just like he's slinging into a saloon in the 1300s. Yeah. And he's got his so yeah, <laughs> you don't have to walk like you're, uh, you know, heading down a runway, but you should be separating as you, as you walk. And so a lot of people, especially you sit all day and you just, everything's right in front of you. You don't have to turn, rotate, separate at all. You go walk and you do the same thing. This is going to be a stupid move question. Move as a board. You mean your torso should rotate left and right when you walk? Yeah. And your hips the opposite. I'm doing Zoolander. I'm going to pucker my lips and I'm doing Zoolander out, out in New yeah, York Yeah, go City for it. Today. Your golf will be better for it. In, in New York City, it won't be the strangest thing anyone's seen yeah, today. Right. So that's you can, yeah, you'll fly right under the radar. Not just like I was a New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that brings us to our, our episode today of, of actually what we do here in, in, in swing and why we are so different. We, we, as I said in the very first episode, we know this is brilliant, but we believe it's very unique. So what we thought we'd do is actually run you through how Sean and I as a team actually go about improving uh, what and how our golfers interact with us, how we interact with them, how our other team members interact. And, and, and our whole goal is to get golfers to play better on a golf course. So we start that with a screen. We've talked about this in previous episodes of putting people in a bucket. And... I think it's important that the golf pro screens our clients in here because one thing I've noticed is that that your knowledge and your education on the human body is so specific. You pick up every finite detail and getting back to our lovely Mr. Daly we talked about a couple of episodes yeah, ago. Yeah. There's a guy who would most probably screen pretty poorly. But yet I'll take his career tomorrow, obviously, as everyone yeah. would. Oh yeah. So what I like about how we do this, it's a little bit counter, but I like screening these guys and girls because I'm, I'm basically saying to you, hey, we might have a lot going on in this individual, but if you can throw in the back of your mind that my job is to get them to hit a 7-9, 200 yards, face-to-path controlled, low point, and, and, and literally I try and get every single golfer to hit it as hard as they can with control. And so it just sets the tone for, hey, don't forget you're a perfectionist in movement. That's what you are. That's, that's, that's the reason you are brilliant at what you do. But maybe we can afford to let go of a couple of things because it doesn't impact the golf swing because after all, we are a golf, yeah. a golf facility. So that screen 
to me looks, it's about 30 exercises. There's lots of different names out there and there's some big players who've got these crazy screens, but it's literally 15 minutes. And we can really ascertain whether they can separate, disassociate, posteriorly tilt, anteriorly tilt. And we just go up and down the chain looking from head to toe on, on what it what's red flags are out. Yeah. Everything's on video. Then I flick that spreadsheet and video to to the good doctor here. And then what do you do? How do you go about taking a screen and then working on solutions for, for the individual. Yeah. So that's where thankfully you do a bit of the groundwork for me and, and it really highlights the, the areas of focus where we're, they're seeing deficiencies in movement, mobility, strength, uh, stability, that stuff. So for me, it's, I take the information from you and then it's just a deep dive into, well, why is that the, the result in the screening when you got them out there? So try and make sense of where it's coming from and address the, the source of the issue so that moving forward, for one, they can fix things as, as good as possible. And sometimes it can be a quick fix. Sometimes it takes some time sure. and needs some repetitions, but give them something where they can take action on a, a movement or part of the screening that's going to influence their golf game. So getting back to uh, how long it takes, one thing that we've noticed with the population walking the streets out there is they're, they're, we are trying to improve their level of commitment. They want the yeah. quick fix. Yeah. How long do you think it takes uh, a golfer to change their habit in what you do? Because as I said, this whole business is based on the fact that we believe that physiology is the, is the, the golden ticket. So I know it differs. Everyone's everyone's yeah, very yeah. different. But yeah, spectrum. What's a what's a ballpark guy off girl off the street who walks in and says, "Hey, I want to get down to a six handicap. I'm currently off 15. I've shot three over for nine holes." We find that their movements the limiting factor usually. Yeah. What, what's a typical? If you can, maybe you can. What's a typical time frame of commitment they need to actually see improvement? Yeah, and if we take out some one on ones, yeah, with, with if we take out some of the complicating factors like injuries and you know keep it fairly simple here, uh, in a couple weeks, if you can get down and, and kind of first day, my issue or my goal is always to address the big postural uh, and positioning in the body that blocks them from range of motion you need for golf. So it's kind of get your body in the right state where it's supposed to be. What originally. is that state? What, what, how it's do you... more of like a pelvic posture. We're trying to get the, the pelvis in like a neutral state, we call it, just where the muscles all have leverage where they're supposed to. You have full range of motion. You're not blocked out from any of that. And with that, then we talk about rib cage, shoulder blade position, all of that, which your spine is the connecting piece of those two. And it, it just sets everything on a uh, the same page. So Interesting. So that's stuff we try and do in one or two sessions. Uh, then from there in a couple of weeks time, if there's no, you know, big injuries, red flags, then you should start seeing differences in how you feel and how you move rather quickly. Sure. Sure. Week or two time. And then depending on how stiff or tight you are or how much strength you're lacking, then it's just a matter of repetition and sticking with that. But in that time you can be working on your golf game. So as your body starts to change and move a little differently, your swing should start to feel a little differently. You have some more options, hopefully, and then you can start you know, honing that in on your actual swing and golf game. Yeah, yeah. So so it really is setting the tone for improvement in a very, very systematic way. Yeah, and just, then do you need that person to come back every two weeks, once a month? Yeah, that's also What's case dependent. Perfect? I mean, the goal is let's knock out the stuff that needs to be addressed so we can set you up for success. 
get a plan together where you can do these things that will address the issues or at least maintain being in a good state to play golf and, and just live your life. And then it's as needed. So some things come up, maybe you have a couple of weeks where life was crazy or stiff and tight again, or you start falling back into an old pattern that, that makes it difficult to feel and, and swing well, then come back and address it and maybe add a couple of things onto it. But uh, it kind of, the body is fluid. So the solutions also have to be a bit fluid Interesting. and, and react to what's going on. Yeah. And also it must come down to personality types. If you're, Big time. If you're that golfer that is very self-starter, doesn't need to be reminded, maybe he or she doesn't need to come and see you as often as someone who just like, listen, I've got 10,000 kids, I've got six jobs and I just need to be told what to do. Yeah. The biggest factor for me always is, is what people do in between when I work with them. So like you said, if, if you're on it and you've got time and, and you're dedicated to working on these few things that we, you know, identify as an issue, then people fly usually. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you need something, come in, let's address it. But Sometimes I look at people and they're like, I'm too busy or realistic. I'm just never going to do this stuff. And it's like, all right, well, then we'll have to do this more often. Sure, sure. So I'm going to become a Zoolander outside. I am going to pucker <laughs> up and I'm walking, rotating my torso. So if you see me, please wave and maybe Zoolander with me because I need to uh, I need to get my old body moving. Yeah, here. get a big swing logo on you. And yeah. Just some, some free marketing for yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's solid. So what about, let's talk about the golfer who maybe is a little reluctant. Uh, we've certainly found the younger generation, 20 to 30. What are they? What is a 20 to 30? Is that a Zen, Gen Z, T, F? I heard a new one yesterday, a, a Zillennial, which a is zillennial. like the, the younger millennials kind of bordering on Gen Z. Are you which... sure that's not a dinosaur that was extinct? <laughs> Sounds like it, ago. yeah. I have no idea. What am I? Oh, we're Gen, Gen X. X. yeah. The boss is saying Gen yep, X. Yeah, uh, So what, be serious now. So for that... We have found that the 20 to 30-year-old guys and girls they just sometimes don't want to commit to getting in here early for our group training. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who's like, oh, listen, buddy, you know, I'm, I'm fit. I might have a sore ache or pain here and there. What I'd love you guys to do is to actually take the train crash, as I call it, off the table. So what words or phrases can we potentially say to the golfer who's like, you know what, I'm not you know, I'm I'm not in great shape, but I'm not too bad and I'm not injured. We don't want that injury to occur because we doing this every day, we certainly know that that injury will occur. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that it all comes together because if you do things that are proactive to stop something from going wrong, then you also set yourself up to just swing better, move better, more efficiency, more power comes from that. Um, it all works together. So I always tell people, you know, it's much easier to prevent something from going wrong in your body than it is to fix it after it's happened. But when you don't know that something could be coming in to, to affect you that way or that you could have an injury in the future, there's not a lot of motivation there or nothing to address. I think sure. a lot of people see it that way. Um, but I always just look at it as, you know, what what are you leaving on the table? Yeah, which most people is a lot. Yeah, and especially when it comes to golf and we're talking – you know, yardages and distances, and a lot of it's very measurable, especially when you're out there on the course, you know, you're going to leave a lot of meat on the bone if you maybe don't have pain, but you're pretty stiff, you're tight, or you have no stability, then, you know, you can improve how you play. There's, there's a lot of low hanging fruit to grab with working on your body that will carry over into your game really quickly. Uh, so even if you don't feel like, oh, I have an injury or or any pain like that, there's there's easy improvements that doesn't take a lot of time and effort, and, and you'll see it 
do you see a difference in how you look at patients again as a blanket uh man versus lady um not a huge difference i think you see some general common themes with women versus men what just in terms of generally? i mean women typically are more mobile especially through the hips uh but i find less stability in some cases because of that and then men more often you'll find a really stiff tight not a whole lot of rotation going on sure. especially hips and t-spine sure sure so ladies we can certainly add yardage big time with a bit of stability and yeah. strength yeah because time. they've got the fluidity and the rotation yeah yeah which moves us to our to the group training here which i am just so proud that mate we've we've form this and you're running with this ball and it's like a freight train everyone loves it but can we just talk a little bit about what the group training is and how you for our for our current group where you have about eight eight to ten three days a week and they're different they're all different yeah everybody so, it's yeah, fascinating to this me. week's a, a really good week the last couple of weeks have been very similar but this week we've got a myriad so if we use big bill yeah you, who would you like to use I mean, we've got some interesting characters. Yeah. Uh, another one, Jack, big, big guy, moves really well. We talked about Jack a couple of episodes about his posture. Yeah. Yeah. So posture is a big play for him, but big, strong guy. Jack's um, about has some pretty odd. good mobility. And it's just like we had talked about if we can just get him to put his body on the ball, um, you know, we'll look out for those golf balls. So, how things. do you then change? How do you, and then so uh, young Bill, who's a little older than me, mm -hmm. young Bill's mid 50s plays off about five. How do you address, and this is the concern of some of our customers, they're like, yeah. well, hang on, how can I go to train with a 25-year-old a lady if I'm a 55-year-old, six foot four, this guy's a big big boy. Mm -hmm. How can you, what have, what have you learned to do that's so brilliant in, in challenging them at the same time with the same exercise? Do you tweak it a little bit or? Yeah, not necessarily just because it's, it's difficult to do that, but each workout is gonna kind of fully encompass all the movements you need for golf from a stability standpoint, strength standpoint, you know, pelvic rotation, thoracic mobility, all of that. So any given person going through the same workout is gonna find one station where there's these two exercises they're doing for mobility really easy if they move well, then they're going to get to the stability portion maybe and they're dying when the person next to them is cruising through that and they're really challenged in the previous station. So yeah, each person comes in here and does the same workout, but they're going to have a different experience with the actual workout. And as I go through and get to know how they move and, and what they're good and, and struggle with, then I know when Bill gets to this station, like he needs some more help and I'm going to walk him through it a little bit more and make sure that he's getting the right stimulus from those exercises. I remember Bill joined us, and actually Bill happens to be an Aussie. He's a delightful fella. Uh, he came outside in about three or four degrees and really didn't understand his golf swing. And now, yesterday, after training, Bill was crushing it inside for, for path about one or two, and he's hitting a high bomb draw, which for a 55-year-old to turn around and go, buddy, I had no idea how easy this is once I move better. Yeah. And that's the yeah, that's, awesome. that's the lightning bolt going off. Gave him a screen, flicked the screen to Sean and said, hey, SJ, can you weave your magic on this guy? And yesterday it was really cool when he was in here and it's just a different sound. He's, he's absolutely crushing this golf ball. He's accelerating, not decelerating. 
guys coming from the inside and hitting these, as I said, high bomb draws, it's all about movement. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And so then where would you take Bill? What would you do with Bill? Where, do, where does he go from here? Well, so that's where, like we said, the body is fluid. It's always changing based on whatever demands you place on it. So he needs a, kind of a routine just that addresses his issues. We know some predisposition he has for certain issues. So he would then, in theory, regularly do a few things that keep those pieces of his um, body happy and moving well. And then you can focus a bit more on golf. So almost get to a maintenance standpoint. Now, if he wants to then start, you know, chasing speed or he wants to run a marathon or something like that, maybe he needs to train a bit sure. for that specifically. But otherwise, do the things that work for your body. Continue to give your body that the the thing that keeps it happy and then from there you, you play golf have some fun so wherever you are in the u.s make sure that you're a getting screened i think 90 mm. percent of practitioners in the in the fitness if we blanket it as fitness don't screen which is just criminal yeah you, you've got to know who you've got in front of you before you do a blanket so if you're on whether it's a, a cycling app or whether it's a looking at some hollywood star app and thinking wow i want to look like him so i'm gonna i'm gonna join his membership Always make sure you get screened to ensure that what you do the right movement for your body type and what your weaknesses are. Yeah. I think our biggest strength in here is turning weaknesses into strength. And that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, just balance the playing field in your body a bit. And then the the fun part for me is after someone's come in and we address those things is throw them back to you and, and go work on the golf stuff. I yeah. mean, that's the fun part. And I think why everyone's in here in the first place. So let's take a step back. Let's set you up for success physiologically and then Go see Scotty and you can get the swing looking oh, however yeah, we you can, want. I mean, Big Bill at 50 plus is now separating. Hips are turning left as as thoracic spine stays to the right and his separation X factor is off the charts. We've got him using his original 30-year-old blades. Uh, we've talked him off the ledge and stopped drinking the, the garbage that you can't, you're not good enough to use. Blade. We actually think blades are game improvement in here. We're, the math and science proves that they are. And so now we've got this young whippersnapper, 50 plus, who's now ripping it from the inside. Yeah, crushing it. His, his, his son is six foot eight. Really? Yeah, he's a big boy. I've actually oh, got to build a set of clubs that are about yeah, five inches over standard. And so now he's hitting it past his big boy son. And so there's a little <laughs> bit of banter. They're Aussie boys. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, it's very cool. Beauty golfers, thanks so much for listening to Pivot the Path. Sean, I just love all you bring to the table. And remember, your on-course enjoyment starts with the work you put into your entire game. So you can absolutely own your swing. So keep moving, keep swinging. Let's yeah, go. as always, hit him far, hit him straight. We'll carry on the conversation next week. And I'm golf to do Zoolander. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. <laughs>